Welcome to Paddling Adventures Radio. I'm Sean Rowley and with me is Derek Specht. Hello. So, uh, busy week this week, Derek. Getting lots of stuff done here. Um, you know, tis the season to start planning and yes. getting those plans really rolling now. You have a lot more planning than me. Oh, I'm doing like non-stop planning right now, man. <laughs> so, well, and, you know, and coming up with stuff and arranging interviews for the, the show yep, and whatnot. Absolutely. Um, I was looking at a couple things, uh, you know, about when we're going camping, when we're going on our canoe trips, what we can bring in, stuff like that. And I decided to take, we should take a bit of a different approach to this week's show on what we do and talk more, not so much the paddling aspect, but the stuff that happens between paddling. Um, and one of the things I was thinking about was when we go in our backcountry trips. Yes. Uh, you know, you're, you're paddling all day, you finally find your spot you're getting to, you set up your camp and all that, you make some dinner. I've been on many, many, many canoe trips and, you know, day trips, just paddling out for the day. And the number of people that I know that associate alcohol with paddling trips. Well, I think it's with anything. Like it's, and it, it, alcohol unfortunately does have a big part in our society. And uh, a lot of people associate it with relaxing, you know, sitting around watching the ball game, watching the hockey game, having a beer, whatever, right? So, yeah. you know, when I, when I go to a baseball game, I, I'd like to have a beer in the stadium there and it's... <laughs> You don't want to have more than one at the stadium prices, but telling you 12, bu- 12 bucks a beer, 15 now, was some it 15? of them, some really? of them are 15. Most the uh, domestics are twelve fifty, and, uh, I think it's 14 bucks for a import. I went to a TFC, uh, soccer game there. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like, yeah, it was 12 bucks for it's a ridiculous. beer. ridiculous. For then a food. can. <laughs> yeah. Oh, then food yeah. on top. Yeah. 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 But, uh, oh, some of the food though. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> the, a, uh, the uh, Air Canada Centre has the, uh, uh, the dog house. Yeah. And you get like a foot long chili cheese dog, hot dog thing. I've seen those. It's oh, kind of. Oh man, they are yeah. so good. But they're, they get everywhere. <laughs> but yeah, with the alcohol and that. So that's exactly what the, the thing is, is I'm start, trying to get at here is at the end of the day, when you're relaxing around the fire or you're having your meal or just having a rest day, you know, a lot of people get a little, you know, to get the cup out and fill it with something yeah. and have a little bevy, right? Nice little bevy, a little soda pop at the end of the day. So it got me thinking, what do you bring? What does your bar include? Your backcountry bar. Yeah. Right? Um, now, when we go to Algonquin Park and stuff like that, bottles and cans are, are prohibited. Banned. Right? So you can't bring in a, a two for a beer in a, in a can or bottle. Yeah, so you can't bring in a big bottle of exactly nothing vodka glass or, or anything like that, right? Yeah. So most people, like I know, I decant into it. Like there's like MEC and Sale and all those places have have these uh, wine bags yeah. or liquor bags that you know they seal. It's just a it's like a, a, a soft sided Nalgene type thing, right? Yeah. Oh, you can get yeah you can get those everywhere now. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, you can put them in there. Now, when it comes to beer. Uh, they used to have Wells beer in a yes. two liter pop bottle. Yes. Right? Plastic pop, pop bottle. Plastic pop bottle with the Wells beer. And you bring and a couple of those in. I meant to look this up. It was uh, Steel Something Brewery is out of Toronto. Yeah. Was that was it D- D'Angelo guy? Yeah. D'Angelo. That was doing it. Yeah. yeah that he started his little brewery, right? Um, but yeah, so there is no beers that I know of anymore that is sold in plastic. So when we go on our canoe trips, beer is, you know, unless you open a couple of cans at your car, put them into an Algene. Yeah. And then you have Hope them. the best. <laughs> yeah. And then you have them later yeah. that day, right? Yeah. You, you, you put them right into, uh, pour them right into an Algene and, and close it really quick. And hopefully the carbonation stays in and yeah. you can keep it cool. Now the big Wells bottles, we used to, I have a mesh bag. Used to bring in a couple of those, put them in the mesh bag, and then drop them into the lake with yeah. a little float. Yeah. Right? And uh, you just find the float, and you haul up the rope, and on the end, end, you got some nice cold beers. Yes. So that's what you do when you got to camp. The first thing you do is throw those, throw those overboard, so they start, you know, getting colder. You set up your camp, you set up your kitchen, you start your dinner going, you go and grab one of the bottles out, and it's nice yeah. and chilled by at that point. And you have yourself a nice, uh, nice beverage. 
Nice Only beer works with beverage. car camping, though. Nowadays. Nowadays, yeah. Like I say, you've got to uh, either uh, go car camping and, you know, have them in a cooler. Yeah. You got to bring an entire cooler with you into the backcountry, which isn't happening. <laughs> <laughs> or you've got to pop a couple and pour them into a, an algae and then close it and drink it the minute you get to camp. Hopefully it's still cool. <laughs> I remember going on a trip in high school and uh, it was, there was a whole, there's like 30 of us. Boys and girls, this is a trip. We're too young to drink, but somebody had managed to bring some beer. And they, it was, it, it was a, it's a river in, in New Brunswick. I can't name it the river, near Sussex. But uh, the boys with the beer dumped their canoe. And then all of us watched about eight feet below us in this crystal clear water, this 2-4 of beer tumbling and tumbling and tumbling. <laughs> we just followed it down the river and we were hoping to get to a spot where it's shallow enough, but it, it just it got just deeper kept on and going. disappeared. <sighs> but it was funny to watch a 2-4 beer just rolling on the bottom of the river. It was a sacrifice to the lake gods. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it was, it's humorous when I think back on it now, but those guys are so upset. <laughs> well, that's uh, Algonquin Park is Whiskey Rapids, right? Because somebody was, they named it that, they say somebody was trying to bring in some barrels of whiskey. Oh, barrels went overboard. of whiskey. Well, this is way, way, yeah, way, yeah. way back in the day, right? Can you imagine? Whenever they came into wood and I guess something happened, it went over and smashed, smashed and... swears Whiskey Rapids. Yeah, it's Whiskey Rapids. So now that we can't really bring beer, you know, and besides, when you're bringing, if, if you were allowed to bring in cans and bottles, or you go to a place that allows it, are you going to want to carry in a 2-4 of beer? No. I've seen people do it, and I just don't understand it. I don't understand and, it at all. And, and one thing that just baffles me is you take this heavy case of beer somewhere's camping, and you can't make the effort to bring the empties, which have lost 80-90% of their weight, mm-hmm. back out. Burn the box and just put the the crushed cans yeah in a small bag. So it's just amazing, and that's why we have the rules like we do. That's why you can't bring glass or and cans, and cans yeah. because too many people. The, the, the rules are made for the idiots, right? Yep. That's why shampoo says do not consume. The rules are made for the idiots. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> the hairdryer says do not use in the tub. Oops, don't fall for that a third time. So that's why my hair fell out. <laughs> blew, blew clean right out of my head. So what are our options now? Now, I am not a wine drinker, but uh, I do believe you are. Yep, yeah. So there's the Tetra Packs. Yes, and, yeah. and you know, it's, uh, this covers all consumables. It's... Uh, there was like five or six years ago, there was this big, suddenly everything was coming out in Tetra packs and plastic bottles. And, and it, I remember when I, when I first, uh, really got used to going into Algonquin Park, it's like there was the plethora of, of like Tetra packs and plastic beer bottles and all this stuff. Right. And, uh, it's, it's decreased a lot. Like I don't, I haven't been able to find a beer in a plastic bottle in a couple years and yeah. Tetra packs, there's, uh, probably about 30 or 40% of the manufacturers are doing Tetra packs now and they're doing it on all four liter packs mostly. Well, so, you, I know you can get those, those big boxes of wine. Yeah. Right? And that, so you for can't, parties. You can't take that into no, the back country. No. You want a liter of wine and, and that's good for a couple of days or whatever, right? That's just. It's just like the juice boxes steak. you send your yes. kid to school with, right? Adult except this juice boxes. Except this doesn't have a big straw on the side. <laughs> Where's the straw go? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I, I know a few people that bring the Tetra packs in. They come in all different brands, yep. all you know, yep. red or white. Yeah, you know, um, like I say, I'm not a wine drinker at all, so you know, it just tastes like bad grape juice to me. <laughs> <laughs> so, I've got a wine cellar in my house, <laughs> and <laughs> I may have one in my house, but it's been buried in, so <laughs> I wouldn't know. Uh, so you bring the wine in the Tetra packs and, and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, I don't know anybody that goes on the canoe trips and drinks coffee in the morning that doesn't bring Bailey's. Bailey's, yeah. Bailey's yeah. or, you know, I mean, that's just the brand name, but there's different Irish cream. Yeah, it's just Irish cream. Yeah. Uh, for coffee in the morning yeah. or in the evenings. Mm-hmm. I, I used to bring hot chocolate for the evenings to sit yeah. around the fire and I put some Bailey's in it. Mm-hmm. Right? But I mean, when when we lived up, up north, um, like northern Ontario, we would drink um, hot chocolate and Kahlua and stuff like that. Yeah. All... Um, 
tobogganing and stuff like that, oh, okay, right? Yeah. Or skating yeah. outdoors yeah. sort of thing. That was that was that was the drink. So the Bailey's is always there, and of course everybody brings it in a in an Nalgene bottle. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows the color of it and knows exactly what it is, and that's the one thing that I always see shared. Like if you bring a a, a um, analgene filled with Bailey's. Oh yeah, absolutely. Every, you need some, you need some, you need some, exactly. you need some, you need some. It's yeah. not like, no, I've mm-hmm. ain't got enough for everybody. Yeah. You know, uh, that's, that seems to be the one thing that's shared amongst everybody. Myself, um, I go for the hard liquors. Um, and <laughs> funny story, trying to find plastic bottles. Now, some of the little, little Mickey's come in yep. glass, some come in plastic, right? So I'm walking through the liquor store and I'm doing the flick, flick, flick the bottles. So you're hearing ting, 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 <laughs> thump. Oh, that's, that's plastic. That's a good one. The manager comes over and says, excuse me, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> like see some guy walking around, flick, 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 you know, duck, 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 goose smash. Right. <laughs> and I told him, no, I'm going on a canoe trip. We can't take glass. We need plastic. Oh, well, this comes in plastic, that comes in plastic, this is plastic, that's plastic, that's plastic, that's plastic. Like, all right. Thanks, but flicking it works yeah, for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thanks for taking the fun out of it. <laughs> so, but what I do now is I will buy, like, I'll, I'll get a little rye bottle or something. Yeah. And I'll take it on a trip. It, it gets emptied, but I'll save the bottle so that when I buy a big glass uh, bottle of something, yeah. then I can just pour whatever I want into that little bottle mm-hmm. and then I just mark on it what's on it, right? Yeah. So they're reusable that way. But at least I know because of the shape and all that exactly what it is. Yeah. It's, it's alcohol only, right? Yeah. Um, but you get the rye, the rum, the scotch. Yeah. Right? The single malt scotch. Th- that's what I, I like. If I'm bringing anything, it's usually I, I bring a small Mickey of scotch or something, right? It's just, just something to kind of just kind of sit around the fire and have a yeah. sip or two, right? No, I'm big into the tequilas. I've never brought tequila. I've brought, I bring tequilas, uh, but I mean, it's the sipping tequilas that are cost me like $80 a bottle yeah, sort of thing yeah. too, right? It's not your, yeah. your little, uh, stuff that you do shots with mm-hmm. and stuff. Uh, vodka. Now the thing that needs to go with these are it's mixes. Mixes. Absolutely. Right. So there's a, I mean, the, the easy peasy one, bring some tang and some yeah. vodka. Yeah. You know, you got vodka and orange juice. I found a nice crystal light that I always bring. Yeah, crystal, yeah, crystal light, um, flavored juices, Kool-Aid, Gator, the Gatorades, I'm not big on with alcohol. Yeah, no, Gatorade, yeah, it's, yeah, Gatorade's people, a mistake. People say, oh it's, no, bring some Gatorade and mix it in. It's, it's got the uh, wrong flavor. Yeah, it's disgusting. I'd rather yeah. lick my own foot after a week. <laughs> um, uh, Gatorade, I get, I get tired of anyway. I find even just drinking it yeah. as Gatorade. Uh, but yeah, yeah, flavored juice crystals, you know, tang, Kool-Aid, whatever. Uh, crystal light and just mix it with whatever alcohol yeah. is going right yep um and again it's now there's been a couple times where you know you people are going full hog and we don't want to carry this for you know we're leaving the next day sort of thing and it becomes a bit of a slosh fest but <laughs> most you know 99 times out of 100 you're just there to have a nice little drink sitting around the yeah, fire gazing at the stars yeah that's sort some of thing. conversation just going and have a drink with dinner that yeah. sort of thing right yeah um, my big thing is the hot apple cider powder. Oh yeah? So I've never tried it. You make yourself a nice little hot toddy. Yeah. Now I, I'll use either rye or I'll use tequila. Oh yeah? So you get, you make, it's just, it's just like a, a packet of pa- hot apple cider powder. Yeah. You get some hot water. Well, I've seen it before, yeah. but I've never tasted it. I don't even know what it tastes like. Hot apple cider? Yeah, obviously. <laughs> obviously. <laughs> But so it yeah, must, you pour it in. It and tastes then, fine, even with yeah. it's it, because it's from concentrate or not yeah. concentrate. It's from powder. A powder. Right? So it's, yeah, it's just like making a hot chocolate, right? Mm-hmm. So you make this hot drink. Yeah. We just add hot boiling water, just like you'd make a, an instant mm-hmm. coffee sort of thing, and then you add some tequila or rye to it. Yeah. And it's a nice, actually, it's a nice drink, especially if it, in the fall, and the in the colder seasons, like the yeah. shoulder seasons there. Like if you're sitting around the fire, it's really nice to have something to drink like that. Nice little warm. Uh, Thing. I actually got um, our buddy Glenn Peterson hooked on it when we did our big oh, yeah. trip around, <laughs> big trip through yeah. up, um, Algonquin there a couple of years, uh, Octobers ago, and we ended up through the blizzards and rainstorms mm-hmm. and all that sort of stuff. I got him hooked on uh, the hot toddies. And yeah, you know what? <laughs> I bring them and I never, none of it ever comes home. 
That's the problem. Uh, I know a couple of people that will actually bring a two liter bottle of Coke or ginger ale oh, yeah. to mix. Um, it's a lot of extra weight just for soda. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, if you want a rum and Coke, right? Yeah, I guess. You're carrying it. I'm not. Yeah. Right. That's, that's the sort of thing. Yeah. I, I think lightweight stuff. Like if I could dehydrate water, I'd be happy with that. Just add water, make more water. Yeah, exactly. That'd be awesome. <laughs> But like I Get would never, on that. I would never carry the extra weight of, of pop or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. Like if I'm gonna, if I am gonna bring any alcohol into the back country, I'll, I'll, I, me and my wife, we tend to make, um, it's called uh, chocolate monkey. It's, so it's banana liqueur and creme de cacao or something like that. I can't mm-hmm. remember, but it's, uh, it's just, it's like a chocolate monkey martini. You just have a little sip of that around supper and it's great, right? And you're good. Yeah. So it's, it's not like we get hammered or anything. It's just, we just, it's lightweight. It's one small bottle and it lasts us the whole trip. And it's just, it's a nice little treat. Do you like Caesars? I do, but I can't imagine bringing all the mix into the backcountry. There is something called the Caesar Pleaser. You can get a Canadian tire a Canadian for like tire. four bucks. Canadian tire. Canadian tire. Hardware store. You betcha. Camping goods. Chet, you betcha. <laughs> um, basically, just add water and you get the tomato clam stuff. Juice. So, so it's all it's you do. Powder. Is, all you do is add water and alcohol. Add water and alcohol and you got yourself a Caesar. Huh. Caesar pleaser. Have you, you've tried it? I have not tried it. I'm not a big Caesar I fan. what it looks like. Raccoon has tried it. Yeah? Yeah. He what? brings it, he brings it apparently. On, on his trips now. Huh. But uh, maybe we'll have to give it a whirl. A drawback with a lot of this stuff is is lack of cold water. Well, ice. Yeah, pretty right. ice. <laughs> <laughs> we, we joked about this before we did this episode. and, and yeah. yeah, about yeah. 50 feet back in the campsite, back in those trees by the oak. Yeah, there's a there's a, a cooler there, <laughs> an ice machine. It's next to the chocolate bar machine. I saw something on Gear Junkie this week. It's a uh, it's a cooler that they say it'll keep ice for a week. But you still got to carry that in. Yeah, that ain't happening. Exactly, it's yeah. not going to happen. It is not going to. But happen. I mean, when you're in the backcountry, I think you've just got to go out to the lake and as deep down as you can get, get some cold water, filter it. Yeah. Right. Or you can get the park plane to airdrop ice. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> so those are those are the mixes that are that are offered to you. The flavored juice crystals, the hot apple cider powder. Yeah. Caesar pleaser, Coke or ginger ale. And you bring your, your own liquor. I'm going to um, write the Caesar pleaser thing down here. Yeah, ch- check it. it it's at Canadian Tire. Canadian Tire. I'm going to yeah. check that out. Like, like, it's, it's like four bucks, five bucks. I think it's three ninety nine or something like that. Yeah. And yeah, just add water. You get your Clamato juice. What time is it? Yeah. Oh, they're closed. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you get that and um, just add your, your vodka to it. And yeah. There you go. Huh. Because that would be a nice, that would be a nice treat. Because the, I would love to have that tomatoey drink. In the just make sure country. you bring your pepper. Make sure you bring your celery sticks. <laughs> well, that's not going to happen. <laughs> Him, him. <laughs> I've been adding uh, uh, horseradish to my Caesars lately. It's a nice little kick. Really? Yeah. Get floaties. I've been drinking the uh, Dragon Heart Cinnamon Vodka. <laughs> no floaties in that. No floaties in that, buddy. I think I've cured a few diseases with that. <laughs> so those are your options when you go to your backcountry bar. Yes. Right? Yeah. You got your wine, you got your hard liquors, you got your Baileys for your coffee, or just to drink Baileys if you're into that. Um, and you got your mixes. The one thing that's missing is your beer. Is beer. On a nice summer day, you want a beer. A cold beer. A nice cold beer. You got a nice cold lake with nice cold water. Now, if only you had an instant beer. <laughs> just add water. Oh, wait. Where are you going with this, Sean? <laughs> Where would I get one of those? <laughs> not, not in central Canada or the East Coast. No, apparently you got to jump through hoops to get this stuff. So there is a place called Pat's, Pat's, his name's Patrick, Pat's Backcountry Beverages. And they actually sell a non-carbonated syrup yeah for beer yeah 
that you you got to buy the carbonator bottle. So it looks like a Nalgene bottle. It looks like a Nalgene bottle with and a funky lid. If anybody has a uh, like I've got one at home, it's one of those uh, soda machines. So you put the CO two cartridge in the back, and you just you you charge or you carbonate water. So yeah. you get spritzy water. But this here does it. On this, so the the one the commercial ones for the house are actual CO two bottles, but this kit is a combination of two chemicals. It's an activated carbon and uh, and something else. You mix the two together and it carbonates. So you add 16 ounces of water yep. to your Nalgene. It's got a funky lid. You do a couple of things and that. We'll post the link to this yeah. uh, so you can watch exactly how it's done. But it only takes a couple minutes to make si a 16 ounce pint of beer. Yeah. They got three flavors, the hops, uh, pale ale, and I uh, can't remember the other one. Um... But yeah, so you get you you put in your your water, you put pour in this um, packet of beer syrup, for lack of a, a better term. Yep. You get your little carbonator uh, chemicals mixed together in a little part of this of this Nalgene thing. Yeah, there's Screw a little the reservoir in the top. Yeah, reservoir. That's what I'm looking for. You shake it for two minutes. You let it sit for a minute. Then you slowly open the lid and let Release the carbonation the pressure, go. Yeah. The pressure go. And drink away. Um, if you got the cold water to do it from the lake or a nice cold stream, that yeah. sort of stuff, right? You're going to have yourself a nice cold beer. Mm -hmm. But wait before you go. <laughs> <laughs> there are issues yes. if you live in Canada. You have to think ahead. Uh, so we're started looking at this. Yeah. So <clears throat> if it's for the most part is readily available in the States. It is a pretty cool idea. Uh, there was a group of guys we saw, they did a review on it. They were half in the bag and they used warm water. So they said it wasn't that great. But, but they if did it you're, all wrong. Yeah, they did a few things wrong. But they did say as well that if you're in the backcountry, you're probably going to be more than happy with it. Yeah, you know, it's it was one of those things. Like even the worst foods can taste awesome when you're hungry and, and whatever. So if you're in the backcountry, it's like a hot day and you've been eaten by bugs all day. You got uh, leeches on your ankles and it's like you just get to the camp, get the fire going. It's like, I just want to relax. Well, they got this carbonator starter pack. Yep. So what it comes with is a carbon carbonator bottle. Six activator packets, and you need one activator packet per drink. Per drink, uh, and it comes with five of the Pat's All Natural Soda Concentrate. So this also does like um, root beer, root cola, beer, cola, yeah, a couple yeah, funky ones, pomegranate, soda. something, yeah. right? So you you can get it this whole kit to make pop: uh, ginger ale, lemon lime, root beer, cola, and pomegranate cola. Um, for the 50 bucks American is the... Um, a kit, a starter kit. Is a starter kit. Yeah. Right? So, yeah, $50 US, you're getting your starter pack, plus shipping and that sort of stuff. They'll ship it wherever. Beer, they have American Lager, L-O-G-G-E-R, which I'm thinking is probably just a play it's on, a play on lager, yeah. right? Yeah. They got the Pale Rail, and they got the Black Hops. $28 for four beers. In Canada. In Canada, yeah. It's nine bucks it's in the nine States. It's nine bucks in the States. <laughs> what is But, <laughs> <laughs> well, all right, I'll just order it from the States. No, you won't. <laughs> yes, you can't, you can't cross the border. It, they cannot ship it across some state lines. Not for personal sale. For, yeah, for personal sale. Um, you can't ship it to, they, they can send it to Alberta, the uh, BC, Australia, New Zealand, yeah. but via certain stores so yes. you've actually got to order from those stores yeah. and those, so it's those commercially places. shipped to a location in in alberta or bc and then they resell it so if if for example you're in alberta all the liquor depots and all the liquor barns which are near edmonton like there's probably about 50 of them in edmonton area and they all sell this product the good old liquor barn yeah the liquor barn <laughs> liquor depot so there, and plus there's a, there are some places in BC. If you live in BC, you can order it by mail in BC. If you live in Alberta, you can order it by mail in Alberta, but you can't cross border shop Yeah. on liquor items. So anywhere you want, you can get the starter pack, but you've got to, I guess, know somebody in a state or know somebody yeah. in one of these mm -hmm. provinces that are going to order it from you. Hey, wait, my nephew lives in BC. Oh, 
<laughs> I have a brother in Alberta. But I also and know a guy who's going to be... In the in, Rockies in, in the July? In the Rockies in July. Wow. I'll have to talk to that guy. Yeah. I might have to talk to him too. <laughs> I might have to try some out there. Um, so you can get the cola for nine bucks for a six pack. The activator packs are 12 packs for six bucks. Uh, but yeah, the beer is rather expensive and it's a bit of a hassle to get it. Otherwise, this would be a pretty cool thing just to take along. Oh, it would be, yeah. You know, um, and anybody who, anybody who was good in chemistry in high school, like when you went the, I was, I've been curious about what carbonates this stuff, how it works. So basically it's potassium bicarbonate and citric acid. So citric acid and potassium bicarbonate, they combine as these little packets and you dump it in and it, it creates carbonation, pressure builds and that carbonates liquid. Yeah. And it, like I said, you know what, it's a good idea. Uh, if it was available easily, yes, like the beer part, I would, I would, I would go out and buy one today. Yeah, and and that that's the point. Like it's like I, I it's been what uh, thirty some years since I had to go and beg and borrow and say, hey, can you yeah, get I me know, some eh? liquor? At our ages, we still got to get somebody to buy our beer yeah. for us. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and it's my nephew who's twenty years younger than me. <laughs> <laughs> How pathetic my yeah. life has become. Uh, <laughs> but it is a good idea. It gives you the ability to to have a, a nice, refreshing beer at the campsite, right? Their product weighs 87% less than 12-ounce cans, takes up 89% less space. It's basically you're carrying a Nalgene bottle in a couple pouches. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's the extra. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. So two pounds for weight. Uh, six inches by three inches by 10 and three quarter inches. Yeah. No, so yeah, it's yeah. pretty, it's pretty cool. If you want to check it out, we're going to post a, a link on our website. You can check that out. But uh, Pat's Backcountry Beverages, you can go to patsbcb.com, P-A-T-S-B-C-B.com. And it shows their products. They show the kits. There's little videos there. There's the whole meal, what you can get, where you can get it and that sort of thing. And that's... <laughs> Yeah, so if you're if you are that hard up for a beer on a canoe trip, you know, <laughs> yeah. and you're willing to jump through hoops to get it, yeah, then this is for you. It's a nice little. It'd be a nice little treat in the backcountry. It definitely would. And you know what? You'd be hit of the parade you if would. you whipped that out of your yeah. backpack and started making beer for everybody. Yeah. Oh man, you wouldn't have to lift a finger at that <laughs> campsite all week. <laughs> <laughs> That's Derek. He brought beer. <laughs> He's king. <laughs> uh, king of the prom, buddy. Yeah. So, uh, but before we, I think we'll, we've we've uh, covered our alcohol bar. Yes. For that. But before we before we put this one to bed, um, if you are drinking out there, now I've seen some videos where people are you know floating down the river drinking beers, which. It's to me, ridiculous. It is, yeah. is, is a no-no. There's a place and a time for everything. Yeah, you don't need to be popping your beers while you're on the water sort of thing. Use your smarticle particles when it comes to drinking. Uh, any number of things can go wrong on a, on a paddling trip, and alcohol does not need to be one of them. You don't need to be a statistic. No, no, and we don't like statistics around yeah. here. And, and we questioned, We this is the first time we've uh, ventured into this topic, and we've avoided it. The whole time we've done this show and we just thought, you know what, we've matured enough in this show and, and we've have a mature audience that listens to us. So we thought, you know what, it's, I think it's time to talk about this. Yeah. And next week we're talking politics. <laughs> I don't know. There's, there's, there's limits. <laughs> anyway, well, actually, <laughs> actually, actually speaking of politics, there's, ah, no, no, nah. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Not going to do it. <laughs> we're going to go back to the bar. Let's take a quick break here. When we come back, uh, we're going to talk some relaxation stuff. You are listening to Paddling Adventures Radio on Reno Viola Outdoors. Do you enjoy getting on the water with a paddle in your hand? If so, this show's for you. Listen to Paddling Adventures Radio every Wednesday at 6 a.m. and 6 p.m. and see what's happening in the world of paddle sports. Paddling Adventures Radio. Whether you're close to home or far away, grab a paddle and get on the water. 
This portion of the show is brought to you by Algonquin Outfitters. Algonquin Outfitters, providing quality Algonquin Park backcountry adventures for the entire family since 1961. Whether you want to get on the water for a day or a week, the friendly staff at Algonquin Outfitters can help you out. Find them online at algonquinoutfitters.com or visit one of their 12 locations. Algonquin Outfitters, your outdoor adventure store, with locations in Algonquin Park, Muskoka, and Halliburton. Welcome back. So we're talking about uh, the time spent between paddling when yeah. you're on a, on a trip. Uh, when you're putting together your trips, I mean, we discussed it with our big uh, challenge there last week. Uh, you're talking about rest days. Yes. And whatnot. So and I built in rest days in my challenge yeah. and you did not. Oh, I was too busy having fun. You were fun. killing all your paddling partners. <laughs> Please. <laughs> they can sleep when they're dead. Which would about day 17. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but usually you, when you're going on a trip, you're usually putting in a, a rest day somewhere along the way. Um, question is, what do you do on your rest days? Yeah. I mean, you go on your canoe trips to get away from the hustle and bustle of of the, you know, city and stuff like that and your regular day to day. So when you're on your trip, there's going to come a point where you want to just, you know, you lounge around you camp all day, right? Take a man nap in the middle of the afternoon. I do that anytime. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but like there's a difference between like some base camp camping rest days and, and sometimes you're on a trip, it's like you get windbound or whatever and you're rushing to catch up with your, with your agenda and your plan and and oftentimes you're like every part of camping and canoe camping or kayak camping is fun but uh, honestly sometimes you are a little bit rushed and there's no real downtime yeah but, and when you can find the downtime there's nothing like it it's like oh man i've got like four hours to do nothing and and that's just a pleasure in itself and uh, just to to find the time to and and that's why I'm out there, right? I'm I'm out there to recharge the mental batteries and, and yeah, just to get it's it's always nice when you finally at about day three the the buzzing leaves your ears from the city and it's it's so it, it's key to find something that you find relaxing. Yeah, and if you build in your your rest day and everything you know goes according to plan, your rest day, you know you're not moving that day. Um, and yeah, I mean, there's certain things you'll, you'll clean up some of your gear. Maybe you'll do some laundry, hang up stuff that's been damp and, and wet from the previous yeah, days. There's always the errors, All that little stuff, right? Housekeeping stuff that always has to be done. Yeah. Uh, grab some more firewood for that evening, that yeah. sort of stuff, because you're not rushed. You can do it whenever, middle of the day. But there's other stuff with the rest of your day that you can do. And just want to go over some of the things I know I do, and I've seen other people do it. I do know other people that do it sort of stuff. So let's just start with some of the basics, like a hammock. Yeah. You know, you can get a, a really lightweight hammock to bring along and just flake your butt in the hammock, relax, read yep. a book, take your man nap in the afternoon, read some more. I've always traveled with a hammock. It's one of the, it's one of the luxury items that I always bring. I've got one in our trailer um, that we'll throw out. Mm-hmm. You know, if we're camping somewhere, we'll, we'll put it up if we're yeah. somewhere for a few days and yeah, you just relax, you, you lay in it for a while and rock a bit and chit chat with people that are in your campsite or whatever. And, and people walk by your camp looking at you going, oh, wish I had a hammer. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know what? There's lightweight ones that fold up really, really small, yeah. you know, basically just right in the bottom of your pack sort of thing. Uh, you can pull that out and throw it up somewhere and just have a nice little snooze yeah you know or read a book whatever yeah snooze read a book do some carving something just to just to let your mind relax yeah uh go for a swim oh yeah you know that's i mean nice little bath sort of thing but nice relaxing swim lay on the uh, rocks in the sun and sunbathe dry off that sort of thing right there's a lot of people that i mean i don't know how many times i go paddling by a lake you know down the lake and uh pass somebody's sight and they're out on the rocks yeah. after a swim or yeah. whatever, right? Uh, just just enjoying the day. Now, if you've got kids with you, that swim may turn into, you know, catching minnows, chasing frogs and... Water frisbee. Water frisbee, <laughs> yeah. chasing dragonflies along the shore and ex- yeah. ex- uh, exploring the shoreline, stuff like that. Depends on the age of the kid and stuff like that. S- water snakes, that, yeah. you know, that sort of stuff. So, um, yeah, I mean, the, the water is there, but you're not actually paddling on it. Mm-hmm. at the time yep. so 
fishing, like shore fishing? That's, that usually takes up a large chunk of my time. Mm-hmm. It's, and I'm not doing much catching, <laughs> but but it's it's just to to mindlessly cast the lure out and try not to get caught on logs and trees, and you know it's 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 one of the things that I probably one of the biggest downtime activities that I do is the fish. And if you're at a site like on a point or something, you're walking that shoreline. Oh, yeah. You're yeah. hitting the point. Yeah. You're hitting all the rock spots, and if there's a you know a marsh on the other side or something like that, and mm-hmm. I mean the majority of the time I'm out in the canoe to go fishing, but there's times where I'm just going to walk around because yeah. I don't have enough time to get in the boat, you know, paddle yeah. out somewhere, yeah. do some fishing because then I'm gone for the night. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 it. There's yeah. no relaxing there. That's that's just gone fishing. Um, as you say, whittling and carving. Right, sit by the yeah. fire or whatever, and just you know, carve a spoon or carve a little animal or carve <laughs> yeah. carve a thinner stick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I usually do. I carve a thinner stick. I, I'm going to take this big stick and make it into a smaller stick. <laughs> there you go. And look, here's a matching smaller stick. Yeah, I'm good at that. <laughs> yeah, I make pencils with no pencil lids. <laughs> various various materials. <laughs> Usually on the first day or so of my trip, I sitting around the fire, I, I carve my stir stick for mm-hmm. making pastas and stuff. It's one of the first things I do. I, I used to, I lost them all, but I used to have a collection of about 12 or 13 of these sticks that I was collecting up and, and then I moved houses and, and I don't know where they went. <laughs> well, so I, I was carving some sticks basically in the shape of, of, um, pencils. Yeah. And then we'd be putting them in the fire to burn them. Yeah. And then Ariana was, was drawing. Oh, okay. Like she, Cause she does yeah. her, she brings yeah. her drawing Charcoal stuff, drawing, right? Yeah. So she started taking those and drawing. So I'd have a bunch of those and then she would be nice. drawing different stuff. Yeah. Right. So that's pretty cool. I mean, you wouldn't think of something like that, but apparently it did. I was looking at getting one of those, uh, spoon carving knives, right? I've, the curved yeah, one, right? We, we saw those, those at the, the Kauai uh, Water Symposium yeah. in Michigan. But uh, a tad pricey. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, they were they were asking a bit too much for them. Yeah, what was it? Sixty bucks. Yeah, or something? something like that. That was bucks? a bit. That was a bit much. It's so. a bent chunk of metal. Yeah, take your knife and bend it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, you know, so you can sit there and 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 carve. Because I I tried carving one, and uh, it was it had a nice handle, but it really wasn't round. <laughs> it was more rectangle. <laughs> and it was about an inch deep, but yeah. uh, I don't know what I would have used it for, but it didn't look anything <laughs> like I had planned. So, um, practice your bushcraft. I've never done that. I've always meant to. It's always been one of those things that top my head. You know, this trip, I'm going to light a fire with a stick. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've, done, I've done, I've done that sort of thing, but you know, like I say, sit there, you know, just chit chat and have your little beverage at the side beside you, chit chat with whoever else is there. And yeah. Practice knots. Yeah. You know, that sort of thing. Or yeah, you know, practice building a fire with your flint or, yeah. or uh, rubbing a couple of sticks together, that sort of thing, right? One of these days I'm going to light a fire with a stick. Just a stick. Well, you know what I mean. The, 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 the spinny stick and the... <laughs> Abracadabra, Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I want one of those. That'd be nice. A Harry Potter stick. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so practice your bushcraft. Learn some knots. Practice making a fire with different different methods and that sort of yeah. thing, right? Uh, baking. If you know it's, it's in the afternoon, you got dinner coming up, yeah. right? Get the reflector oven out there and plan to bring something specifically for rest day so that you can like make a cake or something or uh, a loaf of bread, or bread. buns or, yeah. or something, you know, that everybody's going to enjoy as, as a dessert or with the meal, right? Especially if it's your turn to cook. Yeah. If you got a meal planned, then you, you, you know, well, we're rest day that day. So we're going to have a fire going. So a couple hours beforehand, I can make biscuits mm-hmm. in the reflector oven and they're ready to go. Then we make dinner. Well, you got biscuits with it, or you got cinnamon buns, or you got a chocolate cake or cookies or something. Well, you're sitting around the relaxing. Yeah. Right? You might as well just do that at the same time. It's one of those things that I guess you have to have an aptitude for. I don't know. I, I, I remember I went on a trip with Mark Rubino there years ago, 2012, 2011. Mm-hmm. And we made Bannock. And I bring the ingredients every time I've never made Bannock again. I carry that pound or two of Bannock mix yeah. and I've never made it again. Oh, it's just, I've made it so many times. I got I to gotta get off my butt and actually use the stuff that I bring camping with me. Yeah, you know what? My The Bannock is something that it disappears really fast. 
Yeah. Like if I make one of my bannock, it's gone. Mm-hmm. You know, you just split it into however many people are there and go yeah. on. So do the baking thing. Uh, games. Now, Sit back with a card game. If you play, I don't play cribbage. My grandmother no. tried to teach me once and it was just lost on me. I play crib, but it's not something I do in the backcountry. It's one of those things that I reserve for like a, it's raining and you're under the tarp and you're trying to kill time under yeah. the tarp. And so you sit there and play cards. Otherwise, it's uh, like it's pretty rare for me to play cards in the backcountry. Now, see, my barrel, I've mounted a uh, checkerboard on, like oh, I laminated okay, yeah. a checkerboard. Remember checkerboard. you told me about that, yeah. So I just take the lid off. I turn it upside down. I got a checkerboard. And use rocks. So somebody grabs rocks, somebody grabs pine cones or mm-hmm. sticks. Yeah. And then you have a nice little game of checkers. That's a good idea. Like I say, you're, you're just relaxing, right? Mm-hmm. You're shooting the breeze and... Yeah. and uh, you know, play play a little game of something. Take a casual stroll through the woods. Yeah, I do that every single time, several times a day. Because usually there's a thunderbox back there you have to stroll to. <laughs> Strolling through the woods. <laughs> I'm going for a walk. Yeah, I'm going for a walk. <laughs> but don't but anybody you, follow me. <laughs> take the time. I mean, we're always yeah, you're 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 passing by looking at the scenery. But I mean, here you're right in the scenery, mm-hmm. you know. So go out and check out what the trees are like, and and you know you get the books and stuff. Um, start learning what the what the different trees are yeah. and their their leaves, and to identify them, the flowers, the bugs, and stuff like that. And if you start looking really close at stuff, you're gonna you could spend hours yeah. back there. And you know you'd be hard pressed to find a campsite anywhere, as whether it's car camping, backcountry camping, where you leave the campsite and there's like about two or three trails off into different areas of the mm-hmm. woods. People do it. Everybody goes for walks. It's everybody wanders off in the woods and, and beaten down trails that go off for like, you know, a couple hundred meters and then suddenly they stop. Yeah. So mo- people don't go too far, but you can see the trails of where people are wandering off into the woods. Well, and sometimes, I mean, I've been on sites where there's the deer trails that go off. Oh yeah. You yeah, know, game moose trails, trails or yeah. game trails. Yeah. yeah. Um, that, uh, you wander off and mm-hmm. and whatnot, but I mean, you're looking at the different pine trees. You're looking at poplars and yeah, and beech and yeah. birch and and everything else, right? And then, like I say, the different types of plants that are out there. Oh, look, poison ivy, and oh, yeah. look, right beside the poison oak, and <laughs> <laughs> and often that's where you combine other hobbies. Like if you, like you, you do a lot of photography, right? Mm-hmm. So you're wandering off in the woods doing some photography, and I, I I started into that a while ago, but then it just kind of stopped. It uh, things got busy at work, and I wasn't camping as much, so I kind of lost the interest. But I'm trying to revive it now. Yeah, you know what? And that that's my next thing is the um, the photography. Yeah, I mean the the flora, the fauna, insects, landscapes, everything. There's so much. Just walking the shoreline. Yeah, and you yeah. you got to really start looking. And that's what I do is if I'm walking the shoreline, I'm looking at the the dirt. I'm looking at the rocks. I'm looking at, you know. Looking for that right the angle, roots the right and combination. Just small, of, yeah. right, to get in the small detail of stuff. Not not always the broad mm-hmm. the broad aspect of the full landscape, you know, like the lake with the trees yeah. and the hills and the mountains and the, no, you go right down in. Yeah. And, you know, the, how all that, that rocks and the and the, the sand and, and all that sort it's of going together. It's also finding the right opportunities too, the right yeah. light of the day. Like, yeah. you know, th- that first crack of light when the mist is still steaming off the water and and before it's burned off, you, you get out there before the sun comes up and there's usually a like, lot of opportunity for some great shots, right? Up with the sun and stay up later than the, yeah. than the moon goes, yeah. right? Um, because, yeah, I mean, the nighttime shots that... I know when I was up farther up north there at Woodland Care, we got some fabulous shots of the Milky Way. Oh yeah, tremendous shots. Uh, yeah, if you're if you're yeah, I mean just because the sun went down doesn't mean doesn't mean you know, have to stop. Have yeah. to stop, right? Yeah. Uh, as long as you know what you're doing. I mean, there's tons of stuff you can do like that. And speaking of night, my last thingy I got here, stargazing. Yes. You know, you're, you're laying on a rock, looking up at the stars and there are numerous apps for your phone now yeah so if you do have a phone that you don't mind bringing to the backcountry yeah there's a there's amazing apps that and i find it incredible like years ago i bought one it's it was is a celestron it uh some little weird device that you point at the stars and it tells you what you're looking at right yeah so it was like a 300 dollars thing that very quickly after I bought it, suddenly people start coming out with smartphones and apps for smartphones. And yep. it's like, well, shoot. <laughs> well, and that's exactly it. There's ones, all you got to do is point it and it's telling you exactly yeah, what it is. Yeah, it shows you exactly what you're looking at. Yeah. 
it tells you where what satellites are like and and that's another amazing thing is like iridium satellites sweeping overhead or the or the, the space, space station. station or whatever it's just fascinating to see something whip across the sky above you and it's like the iridium satellites are amazingly bright if, we were on manitou the island on manitou yeah. up in algonquin and um yet they knew exactly when the space station was going to come over, mm-hmm. the direction it was coming, the direction it was going. And we sat there at the pointed time. I don't see it. And all of a sudden, there right over top. Yeah. There it just, it's just cruising. My brightest thing. Yeah. Like, it's amazing that yes. how bright it is. And you just follow it. And then you're just watching it go, 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 go. And then, boop, gone. Yeah. Right? So, yeah. And then the satellites and... um uh, shooting stars. It always amazes me. Like I, I try and, and watch the, the space station once in a while in the summer out with the kids in the backyard. We, I point out, you know, I, I figure out when it's going to go over and when it zips over, I point out the kids, but it's hard to really appreciate it for what it is when you're in the city with all the light pollution. But that's get, the big problem. Get out into the back country and I was yeah. like, holy cow, I didn't know there's so many stars in the sky. Yeah. It's well, just, that's, it's remember when we had the big brownout with the big power blackout? Oh. Yes, yes. Everybody's going, everybody's wow, look, going, stars. Oh, look at all those stars that you can't <laughs> see now because, you know, yeah. there's no lights in Toronto. Yeah. <laughs> and people who live in the city just would never really see and appreciate it. Like you might see like a dozen stars in the sky on a typical Toronto evening, but yep. as soon as the power went out, every, you just saw everything. Well, last summer, uh, I hadn't realized Mackenzie had never seen the Northern Lights before. Oh, really? And when we were up on the French River there on Georgian Bay, it's yeah. all rock, right? Yeah. We're sitting out there and all of a sudden the northern lights are just flashing green huh. and it's just it's just pulsating. The yeah. sky's just pulsating with the northern lights. And he's just like astounded. Yeah. You know, you just watch. And I, I guess I, I still love it. I still oh, love yeah. seeing it. But you're like, you've never seen these before. I've seen them <laughs> billions of times. Yeah. You know, but it's still, it's, it's pretty cool to watch that sort of thing. So... So yeah, those are some of the things that uh, you can do on your relaxed yeah. day. There's yeah. so much stuff that you can do on a trip that doesn't involve paddling. Um, I say give it a whirl. Make your list of, of stuff you want to do. Yeah, and- if you guys, it'd be nice to get some feedback. Like if we, we covered off the types of stuff that we would typically do and, and what, what we just kind of bumped our heads together and said, well, what do you do, Sean? And so we came up with our own list, but I'd like to hear if there's anything that we missed on the list that you do that maybe we might be interested in doing. Yeah, Share you're you're us. you're there to relax and, yeah. and whatnot. So on your relaxed day, what do you do on your relaxed day? Share your ideas with us. Send yeah, us a message. Send us a message, Facebook or, or our website. We have the, uh, the comment section there. It'll send an email to us. Uh, let's take a quick break here and we'll come back and uh, talk about one other small quick item and uh, before we sign off for the day. You are listening to Paddling Adventures Radio on Reno Viola Outdoors. Do you enjoy getting on the water with a paddle in your hand? If so, this show's for you. Listen to Paddling Adventures Radio every Wednesday at 6 a.m. and 6 p.m. and see what's happening in the world of paddle sports. Paddling Adventures Radio. Whether you're close to home or far away, grab a paddle and get on the water. This portion of the show is brought to you by Algonquin Outfitters. Algonquin Outfitters, providing quality Algonquin Park backcountry adventures for the entire family since 1961. Whether you want to get on the water for a day or a week, the friendly staff at Algonquin Outfitters can help you out. Find them online at algonquinoutfitters.com or visit one of their 12 locations. Algonquin Outfitters, your outdoor adventure store, with locations in Algonquin Park, Muskoka and Halliburton. And welcome back. Uh, one last little bit of info before we call it a show this week. A bit of an update. A bit of an update. Uh, there's, if you've checked out our uh, Facebook page, we put a picture up there with uh, some, some information about four people you might want to be following if you can't get out paddling yourself. You um, can live vicariously through them. That's exactly. Living vicariously. I uh, just want to give a quick update. Mike Ranta, who's... Uh, paddling across Canada. Third trip. Third trip across. Uh, he's into Alberta now and seems to be making some good time. Freya Hoffmeister, she's paddling around all of North America. She's doing her first uh, leg of her first trip. First leg, yeah. Yep. Um, she's heading up the BC coast and uh, looks like she's hitting the low end of Alaska anytime now. 
Tracy Lynn Martin. She's doing the Guinness World uh, Record, paddling yes. all, all around the five Great Lakes and up and down and around yeah. the St. Lawrence and that. Huge trip. She's at the bottom of Lake Michigan now to her Chicago way. Um, so, so she's well on her way. And the other group are following two paddling five. That's Joe and Peggy. They are paddling to raise funds that benefit pediatric brain cancer research. Yes. They're right behind Tracy Lynn Martin. Now they're doing partially the same trip as her, but they're not doing the full. No, they're just, just, they're just two of them paddling the five great lakes. Two people, the five great lakes. Yes. So they're, they're right behind her. Yeah. Um, so that's, uh, that's uh, pretty cool. So yeah, go to our web, our our Facebook page. Maybe I'll, I'll do a little blog on this on our, uh, our website as well. Um, just an update that you can, I've got their links to their Facebook pages and their actual websites that you can follow all the information. And uh, especially Mike Ranta, he's got his uh, um, inReach, that tracker that you can follow, yep. which yep. is cool. Uh, in the meantime, uh, it's pretty much the end of our show here. I uh, just want to point out, that, you know, you can find us on Instagram, iTunes, Facebook. Uh, we have paddlingadventuresradio.com, our website. You can find us on Twitter. Uh, if you are f- following us on Facebook, please, we're at the point now where we're really trying to get out there more. If you can start sharing the Facebook page with people, that'd be that'd be awesome. If you're downloading our show off of iTunes um, as well, if you can go into there and do a, a nice review for us or tell us what you think of the show, that sort of deal. And um, same with uh, Player FM. But that brings us to about the end of the show. Yes. Thanks everybody for listening. I'm Sean Rowley. And I'm Derek Specht. We'll see you next time.